A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. Welcome to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. We're not related. No relation. That we know of. Although we do share the same last name. Ann and I have worked together in, uh, in our past careers, if you will, for more than a decade. We know each other well. And we are at the point in our life journey where we are so happy to have a podcast, Snyder on Call, available on Podbean and Facebook. Happy to have a hobby. Happy to just frankly be locked in a room with you for a couple of hours (laughs) at a a moment's notice. (laughs) And my dog. Well, and Nella. She's here too. Snyder on Call mascot. We are doing Snyder (laughs) on Call because we have felt for many years there are not enough female voices. Certainly women own half the world, half the sky. We have a lot of wisdom and often no one to share it with. And so we are here to give women a voice, at least two women a voice. No, yeah. That would be... Me and you. Yeah, of course. Uh, We have a lot to talk about today, a number of burning issues. Burning, on on fire, red hot. On my little list of, of our podcast. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Snyder on call. Well, welcome back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And it, and it has been a while, I think almost a month since we've been in studio. <sighs> and we have a number of reasons. A number of reasons. One of those reasons is that Ann has uh, been stricken, stricken with the urgent care diagnosis of a delayed strep. If you will. Cold like symptoms like no other. I've never had the strep throat, but mm. as I understand it, it's like the worst sore throat you've ever had in your life. So when I wake up with the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life, I think, mm, maybe something's cooking. But Julie, I think that women are our own worst enemy in terms of our health care. We don't, we try to treat over the counter. We don't want to take time out of our busy schedules to go to a primary care doctor. We try to do it on the run. Everything's on the run. So given, <laughs> so Anne, I agree with you. We as women do put off our own health care and we are here not to lecture nor to provide a diagnosis, although we have worked in the medical field long enough that we we think we are doctors. You're right. Women, we do put it off. We avoid. We self-treat. So what did you do on day five of your throat on fire? Well, on day five of my throat on fire, after simply being told to gargle with salt water and I would feel much better... I thought I would just get a couple lozenges, do you know, a couple hot teas, <laughs> a steam a hot shower. A vapor-rub sure, treatment. a vapor-rub, whatever it takes. You know, meanwhile, my, my boudoir smells like mentholatum in halls, like cough drops. It's, it's, a real, it's a real scene. You need to crack a window. Yeah. They give me a call on the old uh, voicemail at home. Mrs. Schneider, <laughs> uh, you were in the other day and had a culture that came back negative. Well, we ran it again, and... It looks like you really are sick. Oh, jeez, you're kidding. HIPAA. HIPAA. HIPAA on the voicemail, mm-hmm. by the way. 
So I called them back, and they, they never really said what was wrong with me, but the only culture they did was for strep. So they said, your prescriptions are at the pharmacy. Go, go get them. Is that a plural? Yeah. So mommy goes, mommy gets the scripts, and I'm on like, I mean, I'm on day four of 10 days, three or four times a day. Yeah. How's my stomach, you ask? Wow. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But I'm glad you're so, on the mend. And, yeah. And I mean, for selfish purposes, when you texted me and said, like the ship going down, I have no voice. In my selfish, my selfish first thought was, "Oh my God, what's going to happen to our podcast?" So, but I, but I do worry about you, and no, I do thanks. think we do need to take better care of ourselves. And so, you're back on the mend. We're I'm back. Ha- I'm ready to go. Happy to know that. Ready to solve problems. Let's talk about some travel. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, I am recently back from a business trip from my real job. And I know, ironically, so are you. And the sad truth is that we were in different cities and not together. Because nobody knows how to maximize a business trip for personal use. <laughs> than my lady and I. <laughs> when we used to travel on business. Well, I had the good fortune in this cold, cold, endless winter of heading south to Clearwater Beach, Florida for a conference. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I always am a little suspect when the business conference happens at like a five-star resort right on the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. I mean, how much business is really going to be conducted? It's five days with a couple of half days or evenings on your own. I mean, cut it out. Just bring the kids, bring the husband and the sunscreen. (laughs) And have a little vacation courtesy of corporate America. Well, I know that you had a great time. Tell me a little bit about the hotel without naming, because although Snyder Uncle has no corporate <laughs> brand or lo- loyalty or lo- <laughs> local sponsors at this point, we, we have high hopes. Yeah, we have high hopes and we have high expectations. When we travel. I think, yeah. I Tell mean, me about the hotel. I, I have stayed in a lesser economy hotel and this particular resort was a hotel brand that I don't frequent. Hmm. And it was okay. Like, it didn't stink. It was a nice room with a balcony overlooking the pool, the beach and the Gulf of Mexico. How were the amenities in the room? Was it a small tube of shampoo? It was small, your small travel size, and it wasn't your watered-down shampoo, but it it was a lesser quality, non-name brand. It was not a name brand product, which Was there a complimentary Q-tip or tea? Sewing kit? And shoe shine? No, none of that. You're not not shining your beach sandal. That's a five-star. Right. Um, So this was your body wash with your own personal little loofah which you know i hope okay. i hope my lady friend who cleans the room throws them out after each Sing, one single use. she was she was wrapped single use a real thick conditioner and a real citrusy shampoo I have a problem with water pressure in <laughs> in hotels of any brand, really. If you are asking me to take a hot shower, you better mean it. If you're going to just spritz me with the sprinkler, Pat, I'll take a pass. I mean, <laughs> go jump in the pool, yeah, Pat. That yeah. gives you a chlorine water. I'm, I'm doing 
origami. I'm doing Pilate. I'm doing downward dog. I'm trying two thumbs down. A small shower head at a hotel. Without settings. Oh, without even an adjustment. Mm. Mm. But a quality towel that held water. The bed was absolutely luxurious, which I enjoyed because I was not with husband and child on this trip. So I I got some quality sleep with nobody bugging me. Well, this is, this is a great point for women travelers. And because we do all the things for everyone but ourselves, when we do get to go on a work conference, there is that guilty pleasure of having that time to ourselves. And we should just embrace it, enjoy it, enjoy that remote control, enjoy eating in that bed. Enjoy taking over a king. Enjoy being the first one in the shower and the last one in the shower. Enjoy not being interrupted five times as you're trying to do your blowout or get your makeup on. Enjoy that private cup of coffee in the hotel room. Isn't that heaven, Anne? Alone. Alone. Alone at last. (laughs) (laughs) And if you happen to get some work done, then... Success. Well, very important. Ah, very important. We'll be right back because I I had a trip to Florida before the business trip, and I want to talk a little bit about house guests etiquette and expectation. And expectation. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And Ann is enjoying a big hot cup of coffee. In fact, the steam coming out of that, it's like volcanic. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what. I like it hot. I don't know if it's my French-Canadian heritage, but from my grandfather to my father to my my 12-year-old nephew, we like things hot. Yeah, that's like a scalder. Well, Anne, I'm so glad that you enjoyed your business trip to Florida. I actually went down to Florida at the end of last month as a house guest, Mm. a house guest of a dear friend who has a condo in Vero Beach, Florida. Now, where is Vero Beach, you might ask? Where is Vero Beach? Vero Beach is in Florida. I flew into a small airport, Melbourne. The other options were West Palm, or Orlando, mm. and they required a much longer commute to Vero. So Vero Beach is... Well, and if you don't have any children with you, there is no reason to ever fly through Orlando. No disrespect. Yeah, no thank you. I mean, no disrespect to the... the is it called the ears or the mouth? The mouth. Yeah, the mouth, whatever. So I want to just give you some amazing observations about the joy of being a house guest. People say, well, do you have a condo? No, I I don't need a condo because now I am blessed to have friends that have their own condos in Florida. Awesome. But I am here to tell you that a couple of things that made this this trip lovely. There were a few women that own condos in that Vero Beach complex. A few of us came as guests. And then did you spread out amongst and betwixt? Yes. So number one for being a house guest at a condo in Florida is this was an upgrade. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a room all You're not my- going to somebody's cottage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to a pull-out couch. Right. And and eight girls in a, in a two-bedroom condo. No, thanks. I'm going high-end. I'm going gated condo. I'm going ocean view. The I'm highest going, level of rattan. <laughs> I'm going wraparound balcony. Wow. I'm going in my own little room, 
again, sans husband, sans children, sans anybody. Nice. I am talking about fresh, fluffy towels in my room. I'm talking an armoire full of beach towels, sunscreen, and hats so that when I wanted to go out to pool or hot tub, I forget what it's called, jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. <laughs> and, and, you know, we don't, even though we're beachside, we don't ever need to put these jogs down no. in that sand or go down no. and look at seashells. Or why would we touch nature when we no. have a pool like that? Two thumbs down. In addition to the fluffy white towels in my room and the beautiful bedding, I had my own personal flat screen TV in my room. Now, I just want to jump in and say for those of you who are like Julie and I, you appreciate and love and covet the beautiful bed linens, the crisp sheets, the beautiful towels. And on on another Snyder on call, we will go into the whole love of stationery and paper products. (laughs) Yes, we will. A note card, a crisp note, a beautiful pen. But I digress. Go ahead, Julie. I mean, if we were were born into a different case, (laughs) we would live the luxury line. Yeah, we would live luxury line. I would seal letters with wax and then put my (laughs) ring in it to put my initial on it. All right, right, Queen Anne. (laughs) Jesus. My point is that it was lovely. And not only was there so much thoughtfulness on the part of the hostess in the bedroom, let me take you to the guest bathroom. Let me tell you about this amazing shower bathroom Mm. and the basket of accoutrement and accessory. Wow. Toothpaste, lotions, potions, High-end shampoos in the shower. Jealous. I mean, a curling iron, a blow dryer. Whatever you could need. Who needs anything more? May I take you to the kitchen? Wow, take me. I mean, a granite, a granite delight. (laughs) But that refrigerator, and it was a Sub-Zero. Nice. Not dropping names. I'm just telling you what it was. And again, we're not at our full-time adult residence. This is our (laughs) beach getaway when we're kicking back a couple of months, a week here, a week there. Amen, But we like it fancy. In that refrigerator was the whole top shelf, all bottled water. Wow. Both flat and with gas, if we were in Europe. The Pellegrine. If you will. Two full rows. In the side door, there were Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, and Savion Blanc. Wow. And I'm not talking, again, not your barefoot brand. Right. right. <laughs> I'm talking labels in foreign languages, right. which to me credibility. is... <laughs> credibility. Credibility. A beautiful fruit, a whole grain Thomas English muffin. A healthy selfie? A healthy selfie. Wow. Let's go into the main room overlooking the salon, if you will. <laughs> is that What's a lanai? I don't even a know. A lanai what... is an indoor porch. Okay. This Overlooking is, something. Okay, this is the room on the inside before I get to Malanai. Sure, ma, oh, okay. So want. this is your salon or parlor. Yeah. This room had beautiful white canvas wraparound couch with navy accents. That you could never have in your home if you have a child. I mean, anchors, or a man. anchors away, awning stripe, two club chairs with a footrest, a basket full of magazines to wow. supplement the 43 that I brought. Well, naturally. To read. Carry on, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just was a delight, a delight, a delight. So I guess what I want to say in this segment is, ladies, 
no one knows how to gather like women. And when you are given the opportunity to be a guest of, say yes, move your schedule, push aside that selfish guilt and say yes and book that ticket and go away to be with your female friends because you need it. It refreshes. And for our friends who are blessed on the financial spectrum, I am available next week and the following. (laughs) (laughs) With that real estate, I applaud. I applaud the women in my life who are so generous to extend that. We're going to be right back because I do want to talk a little bit about hostess gifts, uh, especially in relation to being... Because if you're going to a show like that, you don't show up empty-handed. There is no No, way. Absolutely not. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, there is no other way to put it except I'm jealous. I am jealous of your recent trip to your friend's bungalow (laughs) down in Florida. And I feel like when women are hosting like that, the basic rule of thumb is what do you like? Because your friends probably like it too. That's why you're friends. But for her to put on quite the spread and have all the accoutrement, if her circle of friends is not closed, I'd like to wedge my way in (laughs) on on your coattail. Please. There may be an audition uh, available. But the reason why we're still talking about this is because I did want to talk about hostess gifts, Anne. None of us were raised by wolves. And even if you're sending a card or a note afterwards, bringing a bouquet of flowers, like, let's let's find our manners and let's use them. But for a gig like that, Julie, if you didn't bring something with you, I sure, well, I know that you must have... Say no more. I mean, Anne, I mean, the hostess gift is something in our professional career. We have had many opportunities to be guests of fill in the blank at places like fill in the blank, all of which are well above our zip code and our our demographic. (laughs) So we have learned the importance of the hostess gift. And I'm not talking a box of Andy's mints. Yeah, this (laughs) is no. (laughs) I mean, we can't, we we can't show up. Fanny Farmer better stay the heck home because we're talking bigger. We're talking better. You just have to up the stakes. And so I want to talk about hostess gifts ideas. And I will conclude this segment with letting you know what I left for my hostess in Florida. Now, it's such a slippery slope because the people who are hosting to that magnitude, they don't need another widget. They don't need another gadget. So you have to be thoughtful. You have to think about something that they're going to enjoy and isn't just going to end up in the gift cupboard. And you are right, Anne. And I guess that this is another great example of the difference between men and women. Because if you ever say to your husband or partner, what are we going to take as a host or hostess gift? They look at you like you have a third That blank stare is... They don't even know what it means. One time my husband said, is it, why, is it somebody's birthday? No. And (sighs) men, men get away with the bottle of red wine. I mean, that's all they do. In fact, I know men that have cases of really great wine. In their trunk. And they just pull her out yep. and present. And you know what? And usually the host and hostess are delighted that, that the Neanderthal brain even knew enough to bring that. Yep. The stakes are higher, though, for women, mm-hmm. Anne. Truth. 
And I will tell you a couple of hostess gift categories that I think are successful, at least for me. The first category is that of a beautiful book. Now, the reason why I still like to give books is because it's not an often used gift category. True. And there are beautiful coffee table books. Uh, no disrespect to Kramer and Seinfeld, but there are beautiful coffee table books that cover an, uh, an array of topics and issues. So I would recommend a coffee table book. Should now should it be something? Should you speak to an interest of your host or hostess? Perhaps if they enjoy photography or architecture or wine-a-rhymers. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You know your hostess well enough to know a topic that they would like. I mean, cause. some great hostess gifts. I have gotten around the holidays a big, beautiful candle with whatever the scent of the season is. If it's mm. Christmas pine or <laughs> Sandy Beach. Mrs. Claus's apple pie i get that and wrap it beautifully with some tool and a big bow everyone likes candles around the holidays or at the beach house and it's it's something that use it or don't it didn't cost a ton of money but it's a nice candle it's not a dollar store it is the fire hazard though Mm. now around the holidays another great hostess gift is an ornament Mm. because i have found that the Christmas ornament industry has exploded. And again, I'm not talking dollar store, right, right. but I'm talking one that aligns. And in fact, there is a recent ornament, of course, <laughs> that I purchased on. Uh, it's actually sitting right here in front of my microphone. I purchased it at extreme discount from uh, the mothership, Macy's Post Holidays, a Betsy Johnson French Bulldog. And the reason why I purchased that, Fran, and, and now we're waving way off the hostess gift conversation, is because it spoke to me. I said, this is... <laughs> it's speaking to me right now. We're going to post it. We're going to put it up on our Facebook because that's a great hostess gift. No another another one from your catalog that you used to do a lot was the the beautiful bev naps oh right the kaspari bev naps yeah in the miraposa bev nap holder yeah uh, again there are themes galore from kaspari you can go with a beach theme you can go with a french 12 theme you can go with a daisy theme mm-hmm. and again Every personality in the rainbow has a Kaspari cocktail napkin to match it. But you can't just do that. One thing I have done, speaking of candles, is I have tied up in a beautiful ribbon two complimentary Kaspari cocktail napkins and two candle tapers. Nice. Because the ladies we know still love to put out the tapers, the tall, either 8-inch or 12-inch tapers at dinner or on a buffet. And that is a really thoughtful gift. So those are all good ideas. I, I know our listeners are dying as I am. What did you end up getting, your Florida hostess? My Florida hostess has a beautiful little Bichon Frisé. Is it? Is that the way you Bichon Frisé. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what. Bichon Frisé. I don't know what's silent or what you enunciate on that dog breed, but it's a little white fluff. She adores that dog. I brought her from the maker Mariposa, which. Mariposa has a beautiful frame. It's a circle, but it's actually a circle comprised of little dog bones. Cute. 
And do you know, you give your hostess, and again, that Mariposa piece comes in a, its own felt drawstring bag. Beautiful. Within a Tiffany blue box, although the Quality Mariposa, item. Quality Mariposa item. blue different than the Tiffany blue by a few SPF numbers. We'll post those PMS colors on Snyder <laughs> on calls. Why am I saying SPF? <laughs> in a box and then gift wrapped. And with a handwritten note. And, and I didn't make a big deal of it. Do you know I left it on the kitchen butcher block as I quietly departed? Nice, nice. So it's not and I think the hostess, people like when you are thoughtful enough not to think about them, but bring something for the kids, bring a puzzle, bring something for the dog. Like that, What a great idea. The kid gift is a great idea because, ironically enough, the woman who received the Mariposa frame came to my home for dinner one evening with her husband and... She brought a bag of two beautiful wooden soldier toys and wooden blocks for my son when he was a toddler. And to this day, I've never forgotten that. What a great hostess gift. So that's another great idea. And especially for friends with kids or grandkids, keep them coming. Think outside the box. Well, we better go because I've got to run uh, to Tuesday morning and stack up the gift closet for future hostess (laughs) gifts. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie. Wait, no, you're Julie Snyder. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) We're novices. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And one of the things we love to do is give advice. And I do think we have a caller in queue. Hello, caller. Hello. Now, we're not going to use our real names, but let's go with your middle name or your mother's middle name. Or what you always wished your name was. Yes. (laughs) Francis. Well, welcome to Snyder on Call. Francis, how can we help you today? Well, I have um, a question. I'm not exactly sure how to handle a situation that occurred over the holidays with the in-laws. Oh, bring it on. Love the in-laws. Specifically the mother-in-law. Okay. Oh, why not? It's never the, by the way, it's never the father-in-law unless he's making a move on you. No, that poor poor bastard's got a beer on the couch watching the game. He don't care who the kid brings home. He don't care if he marries her. So tell us about Mommy Dearest. Okay, so it was just after the holidays. I came home one day from work, and I was checking the mail. And in the mail was an envelope that had a return to sender. So Hmm. I didn't recognize the handwriting. And I also saw that our address, my my husband and my address, was the address that was in the corner to send out the letter. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going, I don't remember sending anything to this person or to this family. I opened it up, and it was our in-law's Christmas card. What? From your home? I thought maybe my mother-in-law mistakenly put our address as the return address instead of her own address, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. But when I floated it by my husband, he said, oh, no, she probably out to this family on behalf of us. Wait, 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 wait. When you said your husband, I, you know, maybe maybe your mom's having a little early onset dementia, forgot her home address. He well, said, so I was again trying we, to be oh, giving I know. the benefit yeah. of the doubt. We, we given we we making it a politically correct. We we understand. He says, "Oh no, mom was sending out those cards from us 
to her friends. Right. Okay. He, he seemed to think that, that it was a complete possibility that she just sent it out on behalf of us, but not, didn't tell us that she was doing this. Okay. And how did he feel about that? He said, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Well, here's the situation, though. We sent out our own Christmas cards. Right. So my worry is that we don't know who else she sent them to on behalf of us. And perhaps now people have received duplicates thinking we're crazy that we sent out two, even though you just went ahead and did this. Now, was it, was it a generic boxed card and was it signed from you and your husband? No, there was nothing signed on it. It was just they do like a picture Christmas card every year. And it was that in the envelope sent to this family. Who was in the picture? It was a picture from our wedding of, oh. of my husband's family with me in it. Oh, <laughs> That they had chosen that as their Christmas card this year. Oh. And that, everything you have described up until that it was sent under your domicile is what's (laughs) alarming and disturbing. So in in a wedding year, and by the way, June is wedding month on Snyder on Call. So we are encouraging all of our newlyweds, all of our wisdom-filled brides who have already been down the aisle, those of us who have been down the aisle more than once. We're not judging you. We are going to have a whole month devoted to wedding. But this is a very interesting situation because I completely understand why a mother-in-law would choose the family picture taken on wedding day with bride and grooms. So in other words, you're the only non-member in that photo, right? Right, correct. And and they could certainly choose that as their holiday card. But it's not signed or does it say Merry Christmas from the Joneses or it, it doesn't it's no, just the no. picture. No, I no. Mean, my whole thing is why didn't she just send it to them with their return address so they knew it came from them? Right. Is she worried that perhaps you have not yet sent all your wedding thank you cards and she's trying to sort of cover <laughs> by sending these out in lieu of? I don't think so. I, because what happened was a few weeks later my husband's sister and, and brother-in-law over for dinner and I got a little tipsy and sort of oh, mentioned it. No, wait, no. Again, you, we're not judging you. You were overserved. You were I was over-served, over-served in your in, own home. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to float this by the sister and see what she thinks. You know, did mom forget it and just put our address by accident? Or does she think that mom affirmatively did this? Whatever. And the minute I said it, she goes, oh, I'm sure my mom's done it on behalf of you because she didn't think you were going to do it. Oh. Uh... This is, well, let, let's take a step back because welcome to what I'm going to call the in-law crazy polar vortex. Mm-hmm. You have, by marrying your beloved, you agree to not only love and honor, but you're basically taking on the DNA of that entire side of that family tree. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know they may be a little cuckoo for cocoa, but guess what? That's now your bowl of cereal, dear. And you're, right. go- you're going to be eating that cereal, uh, God willing, for many decades to come. But you are not crazy, and that is crazy. That is crazy. I would take <laughs> it. I would take the whole kit and caboodle, the card, the envelope, the return to sender. I would take it all to Sunday dinner. I would slide her across the table no or perhaps way. have a conversation with Mumsy in the kitchen and get to the bottom of it. Well, I, well, would- I think... That might, well, here's the thing. I've asked my husband a couple times to say something, and he oh, hasn't he, done that. No, he's no, never. No, 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 a son will he's never. He's not your agent. But he's right. never going to cross his mother. Ever. Well, at, never. 
But so I, I just don't know, is this, is this a fight worth fighting? Do I just load here's off? Here's the deal, because all the Christmas decor has all been packed up for the year. And it I feel like it's too late to bring it up right That's now. That's what I feel you like. You think yeah. strike number one, though? I think strike number one and put it up on the shelf in the file card crazy. Next Thanksgiving, I think that's the time to have the conversation before anybody starts addressing envelopes or lists and say, you know what, let's compare our lists because I'm all organized and I want to make sure that we don't duplicate, duplicate or misrepresent our card list this year. I mean, you got to figure it out. I mean, right, right. Because if you permit, you promote. So you've got to have, you have to cunningly let her know that you're on to her. But all the while, you got to smell like a rose doing it. Yeah, you do right, have to right. smell like a rose. Well, that I, was sort of my next thing. Just wait till the next season comes around and kind of casually mention that I sort of knew about this and mm-hmm. that we're not, we're not going to be repeating And that the you same. chose not to act on it. Yeah. Or or you can produce that card, take it out of the file box then. And you might want to say update your mailing list because their address is no longer valid. And I've got and I've got <laughs> I actually love that idea. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And I mean, hand it back to her and let her know you've been stewing and brewing for twelve months, but the, uh, the jig is up. Well the daughter in law as the postmaster general is probably not a job title you thought you'd be taken on, but trust me, you're gonna have have to wear a lot of hats through the marriage. If you're only one year in, this is just the tip of the uh, mountain. And not the not the hill to die on. No. And I do think that you've probably got a great marriage and he's a great husband, but you cannot, cannot, cannot have them start crossing their mother this early on. I mean, the you're going to need that power later. You're going to need that power <laughs> later. But I'm so glad you called and promise us you'll call us back in the month of June when we, we do Snyder on Call Salute to Brides and Weddings and that you'll call us again next year right after that Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade three glasses of wine into it because I want to I want to hear how finding your voice uh, on Thanksgiving Day goes all right that sounds fabulous I will follow up with you ladies great thanks so much for the call take care bye bye You know, Julie, the only thing that will cure the sting of you taking a trip to Manhattan without me is you taking me lovingly through your purchases and explaining in great detail (laughs) the acquisition of each. Well, this is one of the things that distinguishes the DNA of males and females on this planet because nothing makes women more happy, feel more artificially fulfilled (laughs) than going and purchasing items. And if you know anything about Julie Snyder, it's that she loves to shop. She loves to shop with coupons and discounts. And although she loves every store on Fifth Avenue on her frequent trips to New York City, the mothership is over at Herald Square. And (laughs) what store is that in? That is W.H. Macy. And they are also so kind to extend you an extensive line of credit. (laughs) 
They did. I'm talking five figures. I have a five-figure <laughs> credit limit over Clearly there. they didn't. They're rethinking it, I bet you. They well, didn't know what they were getting into. And let's, let's not kid ourselves. I think the interest rate on that credit card is like a whopping 24.98% right. APR. But it's not like real money. It's well, not like you're spending real money. Well, the point is that I am a Star Rewards Platinum member. I uh, have For whatever that means. a first name <laughs> basis with virtually every sales clerk in the mothership. Every trip to New York City, trip actually to any city now in the continental U.S. Where there's a Macy's. And there is a Macy's in many of those cities. I will go to the store. I will assess it as an A, B, or C tier Macy's. <laughs> I will assess it. Is that your own grading system or is that like a... <laughs> That's something in the retail world that we couldn't possibly comprehend. Well, I just want to I just want to say that I can assess a store pretty quick and I can assess what's on sale. I can assess how to leverage those coupons and special VIP sales. The age and nationality of their senior buyer. <laughs> I will tell you that this trip to Macy's and it is the month of March included a preview of the Macy's Flower Show, which oh, is wow unique to probably, I think Macy's does it in five markets, where to start that spring season, and always right before Easter, they transform their first floor of the mothership into an amazing floral show. Wow. Complemented and supplemented by up on eight or, or nine, eighth or ninth floor, aboard. where they have all the place settings and oh, the bridal yeah. registry. That they, bridal show is nice. They have the bridal show and they set the tables. Which I love. With all the different different china, All the little vignettes. a Kate I love Spade, it. a Lennox. They're themed appropriately. So sure. I sure missed you this trip. Ugh. But I want to talk about the shoe department at Macy's. Which one? Well, it's <laughs> so great you would ask because for many years, Macy's had shoes at Herald Square on two, five, and four, uh, respectively. Two, sort of the upscale shoes. Five, the more naturalizer. The hush puppy. <laughs> and four Easy was, spirit. Yeah, that was, a, that was on five. And don't knock them till you've tried a man. And four was... <laughs> Teen delight. Now, when the girls were in high school and we would go down to Harold Square for the back to school shopping, it was like discotheque hell with shoe chaos all mixed in. I would say about three years ago, and let me just say, I am not an official spokesperson for Macy's. I heard that they were going to transform their entire second floor of Macy's into a shoe department. Oh my gosh. And I'm talking. When you get in the elevator and you press the button, does it say Shangri-La <laughs> next next to number two? It does. And Fantasyland. We, we do have to say that we have to give a nod to Saks Fifth Avenue because Saks did it first, even creating their own zip code for their shoe floor. Fantastic. The problem with our friends over at Saks are that they don't look kindly on Mrs. Snyder and her size 10 and a half to 11 foot. Those broads, a mature lady size. Uh, those broads at Saks are buying like seven narrow, tiny little Manalos, <laughs> and I mean they've got their dogs in their purses. Mm. I, I'm just telling you, I I love Saks and I love their merchandising, but there is something about Macy's second floor. It's sh- for every man Shang- and woman. <laughs> Shangri La. So I'm going to post the entire photo that I took. I'm not sure uh, if of I was... your spring collection. No. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'm authorized to even post it, but I'm going to. I'm going to post the Michael Kors shoe department, which is now center stage on two at Macy's. And I'm also going to post two purchases that I'm so excited about. And actually, I know we don't have visuals, but I'll post them. The first I'm going to show you is a new line that Macy's has started carrying it. It's Jack Rogers. Do I, don't, kn- I don't know Jack Rogers. Well, he's not like a Jack Spratt. Or Mr. Rogers. <laughs> or Mr. Rogers. Jack Rogers is known for a Palm Beach sandal that they make. Wow. It has a circle medallion followed by the strap. I can't even describe it. I will show my Jack Rogers sandal. For many years, that was really what everybody knew Jack Rogers for. But they have recently been She's added. opening the tissue. She's added to Macy's. It back. And now they make also other shoes. Oh, my. And this is what I would call the driving shoe that by Jack Rogers. A ballerina flat meets driving mock with a tasseled loafer combo. And it has two pads, one in the back for your heel and one in the front. It's not like Todd's with the honeycomb, but it is a gorgeous all-leather shoe shoe interior and exterior and happily enough Anne it was available in a size 11 and I don't recall the price it was more than we don't talk (laughs) about money now dear but I will tell you there was a, a special fashion shoe event while we were there what a coincidence buy two pairs and get 25% off your entire sale. Wow. So with my daughter in tow, and this is the 20, how old is she? 24, 25? maybe. We don't know. With my 25-year-old shoeless daughter in Shoeless tow, Joe. Yeah, she lives in New York and never has enough shoes. We landed on a total of four pairs of shoes. Now, Anne, with the 25% off, we were able to buy four pairs of shoes essentially for the price of Wow. Now, the second pair I'm going to preview for you is so fabulous. First, it's by Cole Haan. Now, Mm -hmm. Cole Haan in the day made a very, I don't want to say a boring shoe, but they they were nothing to write home about. A A classic staple to any wardrobe. A few years ago, they got together with Nike and integrated the Nike Air technology into the workplace shoe. It was a marriage made in heaven. (laughs) I'm walking on air. I want to just talk about the Serena Pump. What? The Serena Pump from Cole Haan. Established in 1928. We're going to do the big reveal. And I do love the way they even wrap the shoes. It's like a package. They're wrapping it like they're shipping it cross country. (laughs) Wow. Look at this. A wow. square heel. Which I love. A small patent toe. A round flesh toe. Flesh-colored. Love. Chanel-inspired for sure, Anne. For, for sure. sure. And do you know what I love about Cole Haan? They actually make a shoe in a 10 and a half B. Without w- apology. Which for Cinderella Snyder over here <laughs> <laughs> means it's a perfect fit. Now... I have called you out on this a, a number of times. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. The reason why I enjoy the Serena Pump is because <laughs> she looks just like her stepsisters <laughs> that live in your closet. I've gone I, through if, five. If, or... if I had a dollar for every time Julie showed me this particular <laughs> style of shoe, 
I'd be a wealthy woman. It's a deja vu, but I'm telling you. She likes what she likes. Ladies, you reach a certain age, you know your make and model. Truth. And you like a black. I like black everything. You like black everything. I like a two-toner tee. I like a square toe. I like a, I like a square heel. I like a square Boy. heel. And I sure like it when it's less than two inches in height. Oh. And now you can shop online. You can just plug it all in. This Cole Haan shoe is really a signature, and this is going to take me through all four seasons, Anne. The only problem will be that I will wear it out by 4th yeah. of July. Yeah, by 4th of given, July, we're going to have to put Serena to bed. Given the work demands and all of the my... The pavement. The pavement. It, but I cannot... But I, when I, the ball of your foot is like as hot as the surface of the sun you go to Terra you go to the Terra and you just put on that driving mock and that'll bring you right down to the surface that is the make and model it's a Jack Rogers Terra T-E-R-R-A and ladies don't we all love our shoes Mm. what is it about shoes and women just you can never have enough it's just like money and men We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And, uh, right after this pedicure. This is Snyder on Call. How are you? I'm doing real well. We're on our little podcast journey, and we are happy to take your call. How can we help you today? Well, thanks for letting me talk. I have a colleague, actually, who very nice person, but she's always in everyone's business. Mm. And I have a hard time understanding how I can be part of the team with her, but keep her at arm's length so that I'm not forced to uh, gossip. Oh. Let's get a a little bit of information to level set. How long has this woman worked in the workplace? Oh, many, many years. Over 20 years. Oh, God. That's like your work. That's who we call the workopedia. Is she your your senior? We're peers. Her title is higher than mine, but we're work peers. Mm. How long have you worked in the company? Almost 20 years myself. Oh, jeez. Wow. Do you, is she a direct report? Do you direct report to her? No, 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 no. Um, but we are on the same team reporting to the same manager. Mm. And the manager loves her. She manages up very, very well. Mm. Wow. And when you say she gets a lo- she is in is she in your personal business or does she just have a lot of time with her twenty year tenure? She could probably do her job <laughs> in about three hours a week. Because <laughs> that's the problem. You, yeah, you get so good at doing your job that you could you can do it with one hand tied behind your back. And but what, always manage to look busy, Julie. Yeah, always manage. She's to very look. good. Yeah, she's what are you very good do? at what she does. I will give her that. Well, give me and some examples. Does she have? Is she? malicious or is she just nosy very nosy mm. extremely nosy and i just feel that if she's talking bad about someone i most likely could be the next person that she's you know forwarding on fodder about me next so mm. i i think she's very funny and nice and sometimes that's a that's a great thing but on the other hand i'm like that's so dangerous because she, she just wants to know everybody's business well that's her but, mo she's engaging and endearing in a, in yes. a quest for information well this is yeah. a great call because it is one of the blessings and the curses of women in the workplace mm-hmm. and you find that mm. 
I often find myself so much more aligned with the male professionals, Mm -hmm. colleagues at work, because men have figured it out and are at times a little better at boundaries, firewalls. Yeah, true. And I don't know many men up in the C-suite that spend any time at all gossiping, if you will, or discussing personal issues. The highest level of workplace intimacy, if you will, that men share is their golf score from the weekend before. (laughs) And perhaps if they happen to catch a basketball, baseball, football game. Right. They don't get into it, no. and, and we should take a lesson from them. But it's hard, as I've said twice today, it's hard to get the genie back in the bottle if this is a pattern that you have at work with her. And I also think that you never go into the old employee break room and hear Dan and Joe talking about how snug Mike's blouse is. No. They never talk about Joe's shoes being too provocative or his pants being too short. <laughs> We, we did talk a little earlier about mean girls and how that does transcend from high school to the workplace. And those same mean girls are, are now mean women. And mean How do I avoid her? How do I avoid her? And still be on the same team. Yeah, it's a tough one. Start wearing wearing pants to work. (laughs) That's what I say. Wear pants to work. This is where you are all business. When she starts going on about Mary Lou in in the Xerox machine, change the subject, redirect, Mm -hmm. busy, busy. And after a while of doing that, she'll, she'll get the point that you're not interested or you have nothing of value to her you have nothing to add it takes two to tango and Uh even by being what i would call an active listener you are enabling that behavior Mm -hmm. and i would keep things very tight Uh i would avoid if you can any opportunities where you're going to be alone with her because usually Uh the me the the workplace meanie isn't going to do it in front of more than one person they prefer a setting in which they can whisper keep Uh office doors open open, make yourself busy. And the other thing that I have found in this day of texting and email and 24-hour company-issued iPhones, people feel like they there are no beginnings and ends to the workday. And so without those kinds of boundaries and parameters, this negative workplace gossip can really hyperextend into your personal time, into your evenings and weekends. So circle the wagons, set the boundaries, have minimal one-on-one, and don't enable. And we are all in pressure-filled jobs, and it is so easy to default to sort of that mean girl gossip But the reality is, look at the men up in the C-suite, because they sure aren't doing it. And you know what? Men are so much better able to just bull their way in a very professional way (laughs) all the way to the C-suite. And you know what? We could could learn a few lessons from them. So I love this call, and I'm I'm sorry for that. But honestly, 20 years into one job, I don't know. But thank you. That's it really is good advice, and you're right about listening and is enabling too. And I'm going to take your advice yeah. on that. The, the other road, idea. the other road to travel is start giving her some misinformation because that heart, <laughs> that house of cards will come crumbling down <laughs> right, right quick. Oh, plant the worm, if you will. Well, listen, I love the call, and I hope we thanks. helped you. And thanks so much for listening to Snyder on Call. Thanks. You did. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I ain't gonna do your
welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we've been talking today about a lot of things, and I do want to touch on social media, but within the whole genre of social media, we certainly see people reveal themselves in in numerous ways, Anne. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little story about... This this is a guy that I went to Catholic grammar school with. And, you know, nice enough, super-duper smart, went to a great high school, went to Harvard, Julie, and has a really great job, I'm sure. After grammar school, I just, you know, heard through people what he was doing in his life. And you know what, Anne? I can't even remember. I can't remember the name of any college, high school, or grammar school <laughs> classmate. And like I say, I think the dementia well, plaque is starting to Guess the what? Brain. The minute you do, remember those names? You could just put them in the search at the Facebook, and if those losers are out there, <laughs> they're going to pop up. So imagine my surprise when I see that I have a friend request waiting for me on my Facebook account. I can't imagine who else needs to listen to my words of wisdom. So I click on it, and there he is, Grammar School Pal. And he wants to be a friend of mine on Facebook. Now, haven't seen you since grammar school. We've gotten along just fine. But if we got a link up on Facebook, all right. So I now let of, me let yeah, me just go ahead, ask jump a few in. Things. Okay, Harvard educated. <laughs> yes, married. Yes. Okay. Although I'm, I don't know this at the moment. I re- I accept the request. Oh, so what pi- does he have? Pictures of the wife and the well, kids. Well, the picture that he's on his profile is just him. So I'm like, all right, I'll bite. I'll you know, I'll connect. <laughs> Slowly over the next couple of weeks, I start to find out things about my grammar school pal. <laughs> I thought he was gay, but guess what? He's married. He's got not one, not two, not three, four boys. Wow. Some in high school, some little kids. But you know what else he has, Julie, that he talks about far more often than his wife and children or his Harvard education? What? He's got cats. Like, did you just say cats? Cats. cats, cats, like um, cats, the musical. Yeah, well, pretty much. Like, like I'm thinking at this when I start to see one or two cats, and he's posting picture of the cats, and these are my babies. Then he starts calling them by name. Then he's you know capturing them in the sunlight by the window. Um, it has been revealed that he has, I think, it's five or six cats. And five or six? That's, that's it's above hoarding. code. Animal yeah. hoarding, that's, and no one again, knows more about it than me. That's, uh, so he he is <laughs> posting about these cats pretty regularly. I couldn't tell you where he works. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what he does for a living. Hopefully he's um, not, like, running the defense department or, like, the CIA, because they would know how know, to get to him. It's just creepy. And he's, all of a sudden, he's just become a creepy cat guy. Ugh. So I'm going to continue to follow him because you know what they say, <laughs> curiosity killed the cat. Wow. Um, we don't judge. I'll keep you posted. We don't judge. And we continually see that as social media really becomes a sort of a substitute for reality, it's very troubling and very concerning on many levels. And had there not been that social media channel, did you really need to, quote, reconnect with this grammar school roommate? Not only and, did I not re- uh, need to reconnect, I forgot he existed. I had to think a minute when I saw the request coming, like, who's that again? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, I guess our advice is be be careful what you post, be careful where you post it, and make sure you're not spending more time living in social media to try to create something you aren't. I, I don't like it, Anne. Mm-mm. I don't like it. No. I don't like people. I, I know I have we're, I have a high school reunion coming up. And, oh, geez. Uh, I, I, we're going to have to just save that for later. I, I just, <laughs> I'm weak. I, I'm weak. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call, coming to you live. <laughs> yeah! Oh, we got some places to see. And I'm a man for me. So jump in. It ain't no sin. Take a ride in my machine. I mean, Anne, you're yawning, you're hydrating. We've <laughs> we've gotten through yet another podcast. Hard to believe how fast this time flies. Well, it, it, it flies by because we literally are just having a conversation, enjoying each other and spouting words of wisdom, truly. <laughs> Certainly for you and I. Oh, yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why we are doing Snyder on Call is to really let women know that they should take time for themselves, take time to laugh. We we continue to really encourage women to laugh. We encourage women to find your voice. We encourage women to show kindness to one another and to really respect the great gift that we have, which is the gift of unconditional love. Let's show it to each other. Mm -hmm. Let's show it when we meet and greet our dear friends, when we visit with them, when we travel with them, when we shop with them. (laughs) And please stay tuned. We've had so much fun doing this podcast. We're going to keep doing it. And let other women know we are getting ready because the snow is melting. We're going to be doing some listening parties in the very near future. We think that's really special because we love when women get together. And nothing is funnier than Snyder on Call on the Road. That is where we get some of our best war stories, where we get some of our best travel nuggets that we can share back with everybody. And just to get out and enjoy the, the vitamin D is truly a blessing. So stay tuned if you if you can and tune in again. We'll be back real soon with Snyder on Call. And I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And make it a great day. <laughs>